Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Daily Coast The Brief. It's our show about politics. I'm Marcus Melitzis. I am here with Kerry Alleveld, and today we have a really incredible guest. We have Malcolm Nance. He is a pundit. He's, you might have seen him on MSNBC. He's got 40 years of experience in national security, working on counterterrorism, uh, intelligence, domestic extremism. He has five New York Times bestseller books. U.S. Navy retired. Uh, veteran, you may have even seen him in Ukraine. He was in the Foreign Legion, or is or was? Is that a thing that you're still part of, Malcolm? Or, or? Well, I'm I'm technically off contract right now, but I do so much work for the Legion every day. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that some other day because I really, you know, um, I don't know how familiar you are, but we we are very um, we do provide extensive coverage on the Ukraine war at Daily Coast, and we we find that to be one of the core issues of our time. Uh, and it ties in so much into our domestic politics in, in ways that you, we wouldn't even imagine. So we're going to talk about that some other day. Mm-hmm. But today we're going to be talking about Donald Trump's uh, first federal indictment, the, the, uh, the classified documents case. So everybody knows we are pre-recording this show um, because of summer vacations and whatnot. So this was recorded a couple of weeks ago. Donald Trump may have been indicted for other things in the time since. So we'll just be very clear that we're not ignoring any new indictments. We're going to be talking about the first indictment. You never know. Uh, And hopefully, hopefully it'd be great if when this runs, there's more indictments, the more the barrier. But Malcolm, thank you so much for joining us. It's such a treat to have you here. Well, it's my pleasure. And I hope there aren't more indictments in the next couple of weeks because I'm still trying to catch up the first (laughs) 37 counts that he was indicted on. And, and and we're going to talk about that today because, you know, I held a top secret special compartmented clearance with special access programs. And, you know, I've just done an analysis of, of the actual classifications, uh, even though people have done deeper dives trying to figure out what was in each document. I don't care what was in each document. The classifications are enough to send anyone to prison for a very long time. So yeah. you, so yeah. So I just want to, because I, I forgot to point out that Malcolm, you can you can find him at Special Intelligence, uh, his Substack. That's at MalcolmNance.substack.com. He also has a podcast called Black Man Spy, yeah. and so uh, a lot of places you can find this stuff. And I assume you're going to be talking about all this stuff on your Substack and oh. on your podcast. So Carrie, sorry I interrupted you. I didn't. Oh no, I mean I just so let. Can you just pull? I, we, can you just enlighten us about mm-hmm. the um, classifications and what you found? Um, you know, what what is sort of the most damning part of what you found uh, that he was in possession of? Okay. Well, first, let me give you a little education because this is what I'm good at. I'm ex- I'm ex- mansplainer in chief in some <laughs> ways. Um, We're here for it. We're here for it. Okay. There's there's technically four classification levels, right? There's for official use only which is the lowest level uh, before unclassified, official use only, F-O-U-O. Then there's confidential, which could cause damage to the national security of the United States. Then there's secret, which can cause, if revealed, can cause serious damage to the national security of the United States. Then there's top secret, which if revealed to to unauthorized personnel could cause grave damage to the United States. And I want to get those words right. Damage, serious damage, grave damage. And there's not a grave damage literally means kill people, lose sources, 
lose methodologies, expose methodologies, so that the entire 244 years of of intel actually that's not true it's 247 because we did actually start our intelligence collection in 1773 we could lose all of those methodologies and techniques and the collective knowledge of them if you expose this material so the 37 counts that donald trump has been brought up on related to miami and mar-a-lago 31 of those counts are each one count per document that the United States government has declared as a serious damage or grave damage to the United States. So let me give you a quick overview. Out of the 31 documents they have, and this is going to be at my malcolmnance.substack.com, 21 of them were top secret. Now that's just basic top secret will cause grave damage to the United States if exposed. That doesn't even include the caveats and and code words that make top secret documents have above top secret qualifications, right? Any idiot can get a top secret clearance. It's the special access programs that are in there that give you you know, more and deeper access. I mean, the stuff that you as president would get. I mean, I think we let's not forget that that's why he had these documents and it was prepared, presumably by that highest levels at the CIA, at the Defense Intelligence Agency, wherever those reports were generated. Right. And you look, 17 intelligence agencies plus there are sub agencies and coordination groups which have special caveats. I don't want to get into it because I've worked for them, Uh, but I work principally at the National Security Agency. I was part of the military collection system uh, that worked for NSA. So some of these are very important. So 21 top secret documents, 10 secret documents. But Malcolm, are there any other caveats there which could really harm us? Yes. Out of the 31 documents, 23 were marked NF or no foreign, no exposure to foreigners, right? That means we keep them within the United States. You don't want the British to know. You don't want the French. You don't care who, right? NF classification means that or or categorization means you don't want them exposed. 23 of those documents were never supposed to be exposed to foreigners. Now, we happen to know China ran two spies in Mar-a-Lago, right? The first one was there as what we suspect was a penetration agent to just see how far she could get, see how much money she would have to spend to get access, wander around the facility and open that facility as a human intelligence officer to future officers. The most likely kind of officers that were expected to come were not just human intelligence officers, right? The James Bonds who opened the doors, but special collections officers, right? Who were set up a signals intelligence signal in there where they would get Donald Trump's telephone and his text and the text of every person in the building and pass that back to China, right? Hey, Ma- Malcolm, just really quick. Why would we not want a document to be released to our British friends or our Australian friends? Well, sometimes we do. And there were three of those that were five eyes, which means shareable to our immediate five allies. Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, uh, and uh, 
France. Australia, right? France. Oh, Australia, France. Australia, Australia, Australia. Did I say Australia? Okay. Australia, right? The five Commonwealth nations are, are technically who they are, whose relationships we established in World War II, right? From the breaking of the Enigma Codes, top secret ultra, right? Documents with a special caveat ultra that showed that they were the most highest documents in America and Britain and Canada, Australia, blah, blah, blah. So the other kind of document handling things that they had in there, 13 of them were ORCON, originator controlled. That means no one, even the president of the United States, cannot give these documents, share these documents, or show or, or transfer these documents without the per express authority of the director of those agencies. So if it's a document that relates to CIA operations and it's ORCON, the director of the CIA must give permission for that to be shared. 13 over 50, per, almost 50% of those documents should never have been shared. Is, is the president the ultimate authority on that, though? No. Okay. This is what ORCON represents legislative controls that were put mm -hmm. into place by Congress so that people wouldn't go around and do the Edward Snowden thing, right? Which is steal everything from other agencies, or, you know, by using, by having um, access to them and knowing that they were not originator controlled. Some documents you can't get out of the big giant walk-in safe, right? You can't pull them off the shelf and read them without the special handler there going, oh, that's Orcon. Sorry, you're going to have to call the CIA or the DIA or NSA and get permission to read this because they control this document. This keeps us safe from people who may just steal it like me, Donald Trump did. Like Donald Trump. Let me let me just ask this. Do you think I mean, this is obviously a group of extremely potentially harmful, grave damage to the United States mm -hmm. Um you know, documents that shouldn't have been shared in any capacity. Right. Um, it was so sensitive while it was being investigated by federal prosecutors. Is there any chance that they tipped off, you know, some of the intelligence agencies to what finding before they actually, the indictment actually dropped or was this, did the indictment drop and the CIA was like, holy shit. Oh. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just we, there. And, and then can you talk about the contingencies that the intelligence services would have to make, given how highly sensitive these, you know, shutdown op operations? I mean, pull yeah. people out of I don't even know well, but what kind of contingencies potentially. Well, first off, no. During this investigation, there's some things that I that I, I personally have questions about. I mean, I had a top yeah. secret SCI clearance for almost three decades. Uh, I had access to other levels, uh, and I have some questions. First off, many of these documents did not just come to the president, weren't printed off in the White House. These documents, many of them had to be, if they were printed off, that meant it was a copy assigned to the White House. There are barcodes on these, there are scannable readers on these, and each piece of paper is controlled. That's how they got reality winner. You guys might recall, she stole one document, one, and they got her through the, through the printer 
which had a secret invisible barcode on there, wow. which showed when that document was printed, where it was printed, and at what time it was printed and at what level, right? That's Especially amazing. If it's a printer that prints top secret documents, it's only allowed to do top secret documents, not allowed to do, you know, especially, you know, special access things. Same thing with copiers. If you use a copier in a government facility and you're authorized to make copies, because most of the time you're not authorized to make any copies of these things, there is a barcode embedded in there. So, Someone went to the big walk-in supermarket size classified information facility at Defense Intelligence Agency or CIA or Pentagon and asked for these documents to be drawn from that facility, right? That document is now signed out as a control to the White House. It is put into a bag and it is shipped over to the National Security Council or whichever individual requested it. If it was transmitted, same thing. It's got codes, got con controls. That document is signed out to somebody, and it ain't Donald Trump. It's signed mm -hmm. out to some lower-level staffer. It's signed out to uh, whoever it was that handed it over. When the courier hands it off, you're now responsible for it because you have chain of custody. If that thing sits inside your steel safe, right, which is top secret cleared with special compartmented access clearances, they know it's in your safe because you signed for it and it had better be nowhere but your safe at the end of the day. If it was taken into the president and shown to the president and he reads it and he goes, oh, this is awesome. I'm putting it into my private collection. You still sign for that document. They know those documents went to the White House. They know it. All right. They know copies of those documents may have been made because of that copier control system. Those documents, when Donald Trump left and went back, somebody did an inventory at the end of the administration and said, hey, you know, I've got 22 TSSCI documents from from the White House that were not returned. And somebody goes, your career is ending if we don't get those documents. So somebody so, like, go over to the White right. House. Are these documents so, still here? No. Then where the F did they go? So no. the CIA likely, you know, the, the intelligence services likely knew ahead of the federal prosecutors actually which which documents were missing, et cetera. The question is, did those doc? they didn't know the president had them. They just know somebody had them. So they went over and they yeah. did an inventory at change of government and they found hundreds of documents are missing. Now, question one, is there an Edwin Snowden on the National Security Council who stole these? So what you do is a personnel scrub. Every effing one of you is going to get interrogated. Where the F are the documents? That right? sounds fun. I don't know. I signed them out. I gave them over to the National Security Advisor who gave them over to the president. Now, Security Advisor, where the F are the documents? I gave them to the president. When did you give them to the president? On X date. They're inside his personal safe. Okay, let's go to his safe controller. Who's the safe controller, right? He goes, oh, the special security officer. Where the F are these documents? Uh, the president put them in boxes at the end of the administration, and some chef named Wolf Nauta took them. Now, five alarm fire. Five alarm fire. When, when do you – Hold on, I just want to answer this. Who's yeah, yeah, sorry. 
of these top secret <laughs> documents? Are they now in a pouch on their way to Moscow or Beijing? Or so one of you is an effing spy and the entire system is now mobilizing to determine which of you is the spy we're sending to prison for the rest of his life. And lo and behold, <laughs> it's the president of the United States. Wow. That's how now, I'm joking. This is how it works out in the real world. This is what wow. sends people to jail to die in prison. And we panic every time this happens. Now, Malcolm, it took two years in, you know, from the change of the administration to, to actually possess possessing. And do we even know if we have all the documents or are, are there some of them buried with Ivana Trump? <laughs> were copies made? Forget yeah. about do we have the documents? That's no longer the issue. All right. The question is, are we in a counterintelligence mode? All right. Did, were these documents shown and exposed to people without authorization? Do the Russians have a copy of this document? It took you two years because that panic attack, right? Documents are missing. It's so systematic that it worked its way. And you know, at the end of it, they're like, this better be some, this better be some, you know, low level. Oh, if, if you're accusing the president, you better have the goods, you basically, be right? And every one of those documents, you know, there's logs and checkbooks and they're triple checked. Every agency's going, presidential daily briefing was never handed back to us. And the question now they have to answer to their inspector generals. What do you mean never handed back to us? Shit, don't be not ever handed back to us, right? Let's see it. Careers are hanging in the balance here, and everyone is relieved that it's Donald Trump, who is the guy. Can I point this out to all your listeners? I don't want you hearing that documents were reserved or held back. Donald Trump stole classified secret information. He stole it and has admitted he stole them because once he was no longer president of the United States, and he was no longer authorized to have access to that material. He lost his clearance. Now, by virtue of him being president of the United States, the people of the United States entrust him with a security clearance. And the next administration could keep that up by allowing him to have briefings. This administration did not do that because there's a 50 effing alarm fire going off in the entirety of the U.S. intelligence community saying hundreds of documents are missing. They just can, they just indicted him on the 31 most serious that they have possession of. Malcolm, do we know that for sure? There's been some, I've read some things and I don't know if I, I believe them because I don't understand it well enough. You probably do. <laughs> Um, I've heard some suggestions that that some documents have been held back, either because the intelligence agencies did not even want to acknowledge that they existed or because they're being held for maybe a different indictment. Um, do you know anything about did they actually charge him on the most dangerous? I, I think they did, because there's no such thing as documents that are so severe that you don't even want to know they existed. Right. I mean, that, that's, you know, unless it came from his desk itself. Don't forget, Mick Mulvaney, um, his chief of staff, is alleged to have set fire and burned at least six documents in the White House's uh, fireplace, which is now. That's crazy. 
Every piece of paper, let's get this clear. Every piece of paper you generate as an employee of the United States government is the property of the United States government. I had a giant folder, a big brown Redfield folder when I left the at National Security Agency with collection notes and reminders and things, you know, foreign language test results and things like that. That folder immediately when I was getting ready to out process was turned over to my special security officer. And the first thing they did while I stood there with a witness was go through everything to make sure I didn't have any notes that actually were part of a program I should never have had clearance to. And when they were fine with it, they were like, okay, this is your folder, yay. The people of the United States are dropping it into a burn bag. It's being sealed. It's being marked down. It's being logged. And it's being dropped down a chute where it is burned immediately so that I will never have the feeling that I should come back and take those documents home. Right? And I walk out the building naked, as we call it. No paper, no nothing. And if you go to my substack, my special intelligence substack, which, by the way, is a classification handling marker, SI, which means special information generated by signals intelligence, which none of mine is, I do go over a situation, uh, I published this last week, where I almost accidentally walked out of the National Security Agency with a medical record which had misfiled some top secret communications exchanges when I got sick on a on a um, a very compartmented mission, and it was another intelligence agency's communications. So the markings alone, plus the name of the real doctor, were top secret SEIA, right? Compartmented, compartmented, compartmented. Which it was just misfiled. Every nurse, doctor, admin in that building is way cleared, cleared way higher than me. But they should have put it into my classified medical record and it somehow got put into my general military medical record i was smart enough to open that record up and look at it before i ever stepped foot out of that building and when i turned back oh you guys misclassed some stuff they were like oh yeah that's an accident <laughs> if you had left the building we would have taken your clearance you would have ended your career thanks wow. for telling us because people who care about this take care about this. We don't have accidents. It's like handling hand grenades and explosives. All so Trump, he stole them like Edward Snowden stole them with the intent to keep them knowing he was probably going to either blackmail, sell or brag. We have a there's there's an acronym used in the human intelligence world uh, when you recruit spies and it's called MICE, M-I-C-E. And that stands for the four things you will, will betray your country over. Money, ideology, coercion or co-option, where they coerce you, right? Like blackmail you, or they bring you on board, right? They co-opt you and ego or excitement. Mm. Those are the four things. One of those things, Donald Trump is a walking, walking <laughs> re recruiting poster for foreign spies. For, for mice or, or rats. Yeah, or mice. <laughs> he's, a mouse that, he's a mice that progresses to rats. So, so um, but that's, that's it. Now, I want to answer your question before we go. Um, 
you asked what were the most serious ones. I don't know what was in these documents. All they have is the classification, the sub-caveats and, and um, uh, programs that they were involved in, and then the dates, which means you could pretty much figure out within a week what the big issue du jour is. And in fact, there's a substack on lawfare where someone goes and tries to match up those dates with major events. I'm not going to play that game. I was exposed to this way too much. And my guesses are really educated guesses because a lot of them came from the National Security Agency. Six of those documents had cryptologic material related to it, which means the collection sources and methods of how we got other enemies information. So if we're, let's hypothetically say, um, you have a report that talks about Saddam Hussein and it says in there that you have Saddam Hussein's girlfriend's, you know, mistress's phone number, that immediately wow. will lose that source if exposed. If you're bragging to your buddy that you have Francois Macron's mistress's phone number, you will compromise, one, the relationship between France and the United States. Two, maybe she got some juicy information out there. Maybe we should just keep rolling on that. Or three, all right, you will use that against him as a weapon which will damage the United States by damaging France, okay? You remember France, the nation that helped us win the American Revolution. So this is really important that Donald Trump was playing with that fire and he didn't care what it was. Five other documents were imagery, which came from satellite. We saw Trump publicly expose a top secret talent keyhole document live on television. He just turned it around to the journalists. Look at this picture of this Iranian missile site. Soon as I saw it, I was like, whoa, that's classified. I shouldn't ever see it. Because I don't have a look, I'm turning into the Lewis Black. <laughs> and you're, you, and if you're Kid Rock, you get even more good juicy yeah. stuff on. Yeah, so, hey, I shouldn't see this stuff. Iran shouldn't see this stuff. The Russians, people from Guam, no one should be seeing this stuff. Donald Trump just turns it around, you know, and starts showing the world. Finally, so Monica, there, oh, sorry. There's one, there's one last yeah. one. There's one about the United States capability of our nuclear weapon systems that was marked FRD, formally restricted data. It does not mean that it has been declassified. It was secret, formally restricted data. It's just in World War II, when we were developing these bombs and in the Cold War, they had a different classification system for them. And this stuff is so deep. They just stamp it with FRD that it comes from that formerly restricted data system that Franklin Roosevelt and Truman <laughs> right, put that classification system in there. And this is just telling you how deep this goes. Anything about our capability of our atomic bombs tells our enemies how to kill us or neutralize America. Donald Trump had one of those in his possession. And I think, I don't know, I haven't seen what's in the other documents, but that one scares me the most. Who was he showing this to? Is he just showing the location of every missile silo in America? Or was he giving American bomb capability to the Saudis so they could develop their own atomic bomb? I think this is going to come out. I don't think that 
the seriousness of this could be hidden. So Republicans are the party of national security. So clearly they must be so upset at endangering our national security, aren't they? Yeah. You know, I tell people when they when they debate Republicans on this, certainly people. And this is the problem with Democrats, right? Democratic politicians. They want to be nice and they want to be civil and they want to speak about this in terms that that reflect their internal decorum. Not on this. They're lucky I'm not a congressman, all right? I would be shouting, you are a document-stealing MFR every day. You stole America's top secrets and kept them yourself. Oh, imagine if this was reversed. Imagine oh, if this was God. Obama. Impeachments, half the, half the administration, they would have said, we want every person that handled those documents to lose their clearances and to be brought before trial. And Barack Obama... And he would be convicted because Democrats would be playing nice and would be like, oh, you're right. This was severe top secret documents in his possession that he may or may not have been selling, trading or exchanging favors for Donald Trump. We know Jared Kushner exchanged favors. We know it because Mohammed bin Salman, Prince of Saudi Arabia, Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, told us he had Kushner in his pocket and that Kushner gave him intelligence from the Americans. That's not unauthorized. Donald Trump could have authorized him to share that information. The question is, did he get $2 billion for it? That's Can I ask I'm- one final question? Just because the breadth of, you know, of Donald Trump, you know, we talked about how he's just a walking, talking intelligence disaster, mice, yeah. rat, whatever. When was your first indication that Donald Trump was going to be an intelligence disaster for the United States? Was it during the campaign? Was it, you know, like, when did you go, holy crap, this is going to, this is going to bite us in the ass. Well, in fact, um, it was done on air on MSNBC. And I believe the date was July 25th, 2016. And I had, come to the conclusion within hours. I mean, I had been watching the whole email hacking and I knew, I knew the only reason that those documents were stolen were to benefit Donald Trump. But I couldn't really put it all together. And then on the 25th, I came out, I just had it together. It just fell, all the little pieces fell into place. And little did I know within 24 hours, John Brennan, the CIA director, had come to the same conclusion, had briefed the president and had called the director of Russian intelligence to tell him, we know that you hacked those documents for Donald Trump. I went on air and I said, the United States is under attack. It is being attacked by a foreign intelligence agency that stole these documents in order to get a person elected as president of the United States. And that's Donald Trump. Talking about the DNC hacking. Is that the, yes, the, the hacked emails? Mm-hmm. Hack. Okay. Right. And I said this on air with Joy Reid and we were at Independence Hall. And I'd known Joy, but I had never really been on, on, on air with her. And she looked at me like, what? <laughs> and I go, yes, we're under current. We are currently under attack. These documents are an intelligence agency attack. Three, two, one. Donald Trump comes on stage 24 hours later on the 27th, it confirms every word I said. Russia, if you're listening, please release the 3,000 Hillary Clinton emails. And we found out later, 
within 24 hours, Russian intelligence shifted its tasking to start hacking everyone in the Clinton com- campaign and yeah. we get the Podesta leaks. Right? Yeah. So, so what? one last question and then we have to go. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Sorry, I know Carrie asked the last question, but I'm going to ask no, the last no, question. I'm totally fine with it. I mean, you know, it's so fascinating. But yeah. what is and what do you think is going to happen to Donald Trump? What? How does this play out? You know, ignoring any other indictments that may be going down the pike, what does this one mean for Donald Trump? Apparently, he doesn't listen to legal advice. I think he will get convicted of this easily, like within hours, because the law is very black and white. Um, in fact, uh, there's uh, there's an analyst, Tara Lemieux, who is putting up on her Twitter feed every person in the last 10 years that has been convicted of this exact same thing, unauthorized release of documents, Edward Snowden being the biggest of them all. But you also have Chelsea Manning. Uh, You know, you have you had uh, Taha Williams, I think her name is, who actually released top secret information while she was working in Iraq to Hezbollah, to Hezbollah. She was 63 when she did that. She will die in prison. And I say that with a straight face. I had a guy when I was working at a government agency who worked across the hallway from me who had nothing to do with what I was doing and I had nothing to do with what he was doing. He sold a multi-billion dollar program that put thousands of people's lives at risk for $36,000. We're going to find out um, the, 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 the one key question that the intelligence community asks about all of these cases. We don't care about the who, what, when, where, and how. We care about why. Oh, I want to know the why. Why did you do this? Why did you take this information? Why did you do a literal shell game, three card three Monty, to hide these documents from us? Why were they important to you? Why did you do it? And what were you intending to get out of it? We don't that, need that for a conviction, though, that, right? If, this is if, more of... If, if, if it appears that any of this exceeds $2 million oh, in today's money, then it's possible that Donald Trump may have betrayed him, may actually be the single largest cash trader in American history, because that Benedict Arnold only got $1.5 million in his terms <sighs> back then. If that $2 billion is associated with this in any way, shape, or form, Donald Trump meets the legal definition of everything he's been accused of. But he still can't be a traitor because we weren't in a state of war. But he will be considered the greatest traitor in American history. You're talking about the $2 billion that Jared Kushner got from the Saudis. Or any consideration related to any of this classified. Sure. Any one of these documents is a valuable yep. tool to our enemies. Malcolm, this has been an incredible conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. You can catch Malcolm at Special Intelligence, the Substack Special Intelligence. That's at malcolmnance.substack.com. He has his podcast, Black Man Spy. Anything else that we should uh, we should pitch? No, this is more than enough. I'm sure you'll all be watching <laughs> this over and over as the indictments roll in. <laughs> this has been amazing. Thank you so very much. Really appreciate you and everything. I've been a fan for, for years. I'm so excited to finally connect. And we'll have you back on. I want to talk Ukraine with you. And there's probably oh, yeah. going to be a lot more Donald Trump stuff to talk. So hopefully uh, we can we can do this again sometime soon. Thank you so very much. So um, 
I wish I were as can I I were as convinced as Malcolm is that Donald Trump will be found guilty of this, not because there's any lack of evidence, not because it's not an open and shut case. Right. Um, I think in many ways is the question is whether or not there's like one holdout Trumper in that Florida jury that just won't convict. And that just regardless of what they hear, just won't convict. And then there's a hung jury. That I mean, that is that feels like a possibility to me, at least a possibility. That's why there's these theories that some of these documents that are being held back and, you know, maybe some of them are related to Bedminster, that this, this can be retried. There can be a second shot at it in New Jersey. But I, I don't know, uh, you know, how true that is. Uh, it is interesting that uh, Jack Smith is taking this case in Florida. He, I'm sure he feels incredibly confident and maybe there's some politics involved in that decision where like even a Florida jury convicted him, you know, because Republicans are going to find all sorts of ways to undermine the the validity of the prosecution and any final verdict. This takes away one of those potential avenues. And and the case is strong. Like Malcolm says, it's it's open and shut. <clears throat> it's, it's I mean, they have him on tape admitting that he knew they don't even have to get into state of mind that he know he was breaking the law. I don't think it matters this case but they don't even have to worry about that because he literally admits he knows he has classified documents he should not have in his possession and from the latest reports yes uh, and this is later latest reports when we recorded it's a couple of weeks ago but the latest reports that starts even more um recordings that what we know uh so far that what we knew at what the you know end of june that that was just the tip of the iceberg that there's a lot more so apparently it's a really really strong case and uh um I don't know. The idea of Donald Trump being in prison really excites me, Carrie. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to admit that. Listen, that. <laughs> there's, there's been a lot of people who have been who have been waiting <laughs> to see John, Donald Trump in an orange jumpsuit. And it's only fitting because he he's been applying orange makeup for years. So, you know, it, <laughs> camouflage. Just finally, yeah, just finally complete the, the whole outfit right from head to toe orange. I mean, it just feels right. Doesn't it feel right? It feels right. It, it does. It does. So that is our show for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for uh, to you, Carrie, to Malcolm Nance, our guest. I'm so excited that we finally connected and uh, you should be a fun guest to, to bring back and talk about these issues because they're not going away. Thanks so much to Walter for produce, producing this show. Thanks to Paul for helping behind the scenes. Thanks to all of you who are part of this movement, uh, who are reading Daily Kos, uh, being part of it, listening to the podcast, and being part of this movement to really protect our, our nation, our democracy from the forces of MAGA that seek to undermine it. Thanks so much. Catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.